just by a raising of your hands, they'll kind of know where we're at tonight. Um, who was here last week? Please raise your hands. Okay, so some people weren't here last week. I just want to build off what we did last week. So I'm going to do a little review of what we did last week, and then we're just going to jump right in. So last week we had the parable of the, of the virgins. There's five who are wise, five who are foolish. Um, but they got to a point where some ran out of oil and others had some, but the, but the door was locked. And we, we just looked at, for us as, as followers of Jesus, like if Jesus is on one side of the door and I'm on the other side, knowing that I have a doorknob on my side, like why do I lock the door? Why is the door locked? We just meditated upon that. Um, and I just want to go a little bit deeper with that. So you can just uh, look at that. But in light of who God is. So there's, for a lot of us, what, what we're trying to do in this is, is heal our image of who Jesus really is or who God really is. A lot of us, uh, we think, you know, like that one person said, you're, I know you're serious, you're demanding. And yes, Jesus is serious and demanding, but he's also joyful. He's also fun. He's also completely human. Think of this. Jesus went to the bathroom. Imagine that, right? We just don't think of these things. We don't think he had fun. We don't think he ate food. And we, sometimes we put him on a pedestal like he's so far away. But through the incarnation, God becoming one of us, he wanted to share in everything with, everything with us. And he doesn't want to take things away necessarily. He, want, he wants us to live a more abundant life. Like we hear today that for those who invested well, when they did invest well in the, the right things, the reward was come and share in your master's joy. And that's what Jesus wants a lot for a lot of us. He wants us to be joyful. And, and joy is different than happiness. Happiness comes and goes. Like the opposite of happiness would be sadness. But joy is, 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 is knowing through an encounter with the living person of Jesus that I am loved no matter what. He's got my back no matter what. And a lot of us were not there yet. And we have to come to know that, as St. Paul says, like who we are in his eyes. We are children of the light. We are children of the day. And we are not children of the darkness. And some of us, if we listen to our interior dialogue, maybe when I'm with other people, sometimes I hear them literally, literally say out loud, I'm no good. But that's not Catholic teaching. We believe at the core of your being, the core of a being of every single person, at the core of their being, they're created good because they're made in God's image and likeness. And Jesus came to restore all that is broken. In your life, in my life, and especially as, as we head into Thanksgiving break, again, I'm giving you, I want to go back to the image from last week because I, I don't think we need anything more. I think sometimes we have to stick with things and not just keep shuffling around. Now, I just want to do a, a, just a brief examination for you as you head into break because um, sometimes we, think we, we forget how much we've grown this semester. For some of you, you've grown a lot in like 10 weeks. And for some of us, it's an invitation to grow or to um, let the Lord in more deeply into our lives. And the question is, like, do you want to know the joy that Jesus wants to share with you? And the, the, the invitation for this image today is like, if just think of me today. Like if you were to um, invite me into your dorm, or you invite me into your house, your apartment, show me your phone. Like, would it be obvious that you're in love with Jesus? Or are the things that you're doing, are they like literally stripping you of joy? Are they draining you of joy? Maybe what if, what if, what if you invited me into your car? Say, hey, 
I'm driving. I'm like, cool. I'll call shotgun. No big deal. And I come into your car and I look at your presets and I'm like, yeesh, this is not going to make me joyful. Or there's some things in your car that are just not helpful. Like, would it be obvious that you're striving to remain in love with Jesus, to remain in his joy? Or are we just merely tolerating him? I think for a lot of us, there's just times where we tolerate Jesus. And I think if, if, if you in, invited Jesus more deeply into your life, you open the door more or into other places of your house, so to speak. Like, is it apparent that you're trying to let Jesus be Lord? You're trying to give him control. You're trying to let him in and say, I'm all in for you, Jesus. So I'm just going to call upon the Holy Spirit here. I'm just going to walk you through a brief examination. And it's really, it's really, this is really helpful for me when I was asked to do this because where this hit me was when I was proclaiming to others that I was Catholic and I'm all in. And then I had a priest come to me and he just said, are you like all in or not? I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to be. And he said, I just looked at your Facebook page. This was back in like 2007. So um, he was like, clean up your damn Facebook page. Because I was posting things that were saying I was living a double lifestyle. And the Lord wants union with us. He wants deep abiding union with us so we can share his master's joy, but not just with him, but with every other people. And you look around campus, there's anything that's lacking at times, it's joy. And everyone's looking for, look, looking for joy in one way or another. But are we making choices, are we making decisions that are actually going to lead to lasting joy? So if you want to close your eyes, you can while we do this, just to take a few deep breaths. I'm just going to call upon the Holy Spirit and just walk you through a brief examination. So Holy Spirit, we ask you to come through the most powerful intercession of the Immaculate Heart of Mary. And I ask you, Lord Jesus, to fill everyone here and cover everyone here with your most precious blood. Just pray for an increase of trust in Jesus as we do this examination. So I want you just to imagine you've opened the door. Jesus walks in your room and would your room reveal that you have been set free by his victory on the cross? Are you still allowing yourself to be enslaved by any sins or addictions? Like would opening the door reveal just that you are someone who is, who is thriving in life. Or you're just getting by and you're barely surviving. Would opening the door reveal that you are a person who's all in for Jesus? Or is living a double lifestyle like I was? Are there any rooms, closets, areas of your room, it's just taped off with caution tape, don't go there, Jesus, you're not allowed there because of any shame or fear? And as you head into, head into Thanksgiving, would your room reveal that you're a man or a woman of gratitude for him rescuing you from sin and death and hell and Satan? What are the clothes we wear? Does it show that you have a deep love for Jesus? To the clothes you wear, do they reveal that you, you understand that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit? Like does what you wear 
lead you closer to Jesus and lead others closer to Jesus or further away? And if Jesus is in your room, is there, is there anything he's inviting you saying, this is just unhealthy, it's not helpful? Is he just simply inviting you to throw it away? We're also in the cold season. Like, do you have too many clothes in your room where you're neglecting the poor? Like, is there anything in your room that you could simply live without? Most of us have our, our phone in our room a lot, our computers in our room. Like, is, is, are the apps that are on your phone, are the apps that are on your computer, are they helping you or are they hurting you? Like, are there any apps just in the presence of Jesus where he's inviting you to remove or anyone's he be inviting you to add to help you be truly joyful and just walk in that identity that he purchased for you on the cross of being a beloved son or a beloved daughter? Are there any apps that you just simply spend too much time on and it's draining you of having true joy? Even if you show Jesus your phone and, or you show the person next to you, you look at your background or your lock screen, like does it reveal that you love Jesus? Does it remind you of how much God values you and others? Like if you were to reveal to Jesus your browsing history or to a friend your browsing history, like, would you be ashamed or embarrassed by the websites you visit? Or would you be unashamed? Like, if you had to show someone your screen time on your phone, like, would you be proud or would you be embarrassed? A lot of us spend so much time on social media. We spend so much time in our rooms isolating ourselves who, who do you follow on social media? Snapchat, TikTok, or Instagram? Like, am I following people who actually lead me to joy or emptiness? Like, do the pi pictures I post, are they leading others to myself or to God? Is there anyone that Jesus is simply inviting you to, to unfollow? Are there any pictures or videos you've posted that maybe just Jesus is inviting you to remove? A lot of us spend so much time listening to music. We have our headphones on all the time on campus. We listen to podcasts. Like, what music do you listen to? Does it lead you to true joy? Does the music increase your anger or your peace? Would there be any songs that Jesus would just say, like, that's really disrespectful to my kingdom. That's really disrespectful to this type of person or that type of person. And he's just gently inviting you to remove it or delete it. A lot of us have books, you know. We read books. Do, they do the books that you read reveal who you worship, who's the Lord of your life? Like is, is the Bible, is a sacred Bible, is it, is it a prized possession 
Or would you have to search like crazy to go find it? Maybe you have a calendar on the wall, a candle, calendar on your phone. Like, is it just, is Jesus like telling you, like, you're just doing too much? Like, on your, on your calendar, is there a daily time carved out to spend time with Jesus? Is it time just to ask for help? Maybe to ask, like, a focused missionary? that say, I need to learn how to build my day around Jesus and not just fit him in. What about your bank statement? Jesus talked about a talent today. A talent is 20 years wages. Are you just spending too much money on certain things you just don't need? Does your bank statement reveal your love for Jesus and your love for the poor? Do you tithe? Like entrusting your first fruits in trust to Jesus, making a sacrifice each week. Does your bank statement reveal that you love Jesus or you merely tolerate him? And for a lot of us as we head back home, what about your friends? Is there anyone that Jesus might be inviting you to through the power of his Holy Spirit right now to have stronger boundaries with? Is there anybody that Jesus might be inviting you to pray for more, to fast for more, to sacrifice for more? Is there anyone that, as you head home, there's been an opportunity to to ask for forgiveness? And just last thing is, Is there anywhere in in that room, in your room, for Jesus to stay forever? I just want to close with this quote that I love from C.S. Lewis. He wrote a book called Mere Christianity. And he says, just imagine yourself as a living house. God comes in to rebuild that house, and at first, perhaps, you can understand what he's doing. He's getting the drains right, and stopping the leaks in the roof, and so on. You know that these jobs need to be done, so you're not surprised. But presently, he starts knocking the house about in a way that hurts and does not seem to make any sense. You think to yourself, what on earth is Jesus up to? The explanation is that he's billing quite a different house from the one that you thought of. Throwing up a new wing here, putting out an extra floor there, running up towers and making courtyards. You thought that you were being made into a decent little cottage, but he's building a palace, a mansion. But God has bigger plans for us than we ever could ever imagine. And when our, our plans are so small, it just zaps the joy out of our lives. God's plans are so much bigger for your life and for my life. And if you're just sensing right now that I know I need to change, there's like no doubt I need to make some changes, and it's growing in your heart, I'm just going to say a prayer and you can just repeat it silently in your heart. The prayer is this. Jesus, 
I invite you into my heart to be my Lord and King. I surrender all to you. I quit. I'm done fighting you. I repent of all my sins. I'm sorry for not trusting you completely. I thank you for dying for me on the cross and purchasing my identity on the cross as a beloved son or beloved daughter. I beg you for the power and grace of your Holy Spirit to become a saint that will lead others to your kingdom. And please increase my desire to rescue others on this campus who are suffering and are enslaved to sin. I ask that your mother Mary cover me under her mantle and protect me from all that does not bring joy in my life. Please help me, Lord Jesus, trust you more and more each day so I can build your kingdom on this campus. Amen. May God bless you, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit.